Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Now, I'm extremely excited about this guest that I have brought on today because she is someone that I look up to myself. We have been sort of growing our businesses alongside each other. We're in the same mentoring spaces and have really been on this journey across the past, what, like 12 months now, almost side by side. And it's been an absolute like inspiration watching how this business woman just absolutely is flourishing. So I'm super excited to bring my friend and a fellow business owner, Cassandra Britton onto the podcast today. So she is a seven figure business owner. She's a business strategist and also a mindset coach. So Cass, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Woo! It's so funny when you hear people introduce you, you're like, is that me? Oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so happy that we're finally doing this. Same. I can't wait for you to share all of the value that you have to share with everyone today because every single time that I talk to you, I take something away. And that's why I've been so excited to bring you on the podcast. So to kick it all off, I'll get you to give a bit of an intro into yourself because honestly, I suck at introducing people. And I think, you know, you'll know what you want to share with everyone today. Sure. All right. So my story. Okay. Well, obviously your audience doesn't know me. So my story is I started out in the sports industry. I'm a huge hockey player. I've been playing hockey since I was three years old, competitive boys hockey all the way through to university. And it's been a huge, huge part of my life. People kind of say I'm like that tomboy in heels, if you will, because if you look at me, I don't look like I'd be your traditional athlete or hockey player, but it is ingrained in my core. So I think it's a strong part of the reason why I'm so strong-minded and so successful in business is a lot of those attributes that are taught and ingrained in you throughout sport. So I ended up going originally to university for kinesiology and quickly realized I didn't want to be in kind of that science side of things, but I really wanted to be in the business side of things. So I ended up going back to school for sport business management. And that's where I really learned a lot of the stuff that I apply to my businesses today. I worked in professional sport for Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, which I know you're from Australia, but in Toronto, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs, Toronto Raptors, TFC. It's our professional sports organization. And I worked in the sponsorships department. So getting to work with a lot of the athletes and a lot of the different sponsors across all four of the platforms, which was incredible. But I was super, super, super unfulfilled in terms of that nine to five grind, working for somebody else, them telling you when you can take lunch, when you can take vacation, your set salary, all of that, you know, typical nine to five hustle culture, if you will. And I decided that I wanted to start my own thing. So went into a completely different direction, ended up working in the beauty industry and becoming a makeup artist and opening up a beauty salon, which was my first business. I'm sure we'll dive into that and that whole story there. Started my second business in the e-commerce space and then my third business, which has brought us together as a business consultant and a business coach. So it's been quite the journey. And guys, if you could see Cass, like what I absolutely love about her is she is like the definition of a boss woman because she is just like one of the most beautiful goddess looking women, but has like 
the power and strength of, I guess, let's say a hockey player, right? Because, you know, (laughs) as you were saying before, that's where it comes from. But I absolutely love it. And that's why, like, you know, I say that I aspire to be like Cass because she brings like that feminine power and combines it with like that masculine energy that, you know, like a lot of the time people classify as, you know, it's a man's job to be successful in business, but she fully embodies that power and strength, which is what I absolutely love. And when you guys check her out on Instagram, like you're going to know what I'm talking about. But Cass, <laughs> you mentioned that you started your first business at 19 years old. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what this was like? Because I mean, 19 years old starting a business, that's freaking awesome, right? <laughs> I feel like, I mean, you are not far behind. <laughs> so don't discredit yourself on that one. Yeah. I mean, I just knew in my bones. I mean, I've told this story to some of my audience before, but I remember driving, I was probably like 12 or 13 years old and I was driving with my dad and I just had this like burning desire inside of me. I just knew I was destined for something great, but I didn't really know what that meant or what that looked like. And I remember driving and looking over and seeing a beautiful car. And I said to my dad, you know, if I'm a doctor, can I afford that car? And he was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe if you're like a surgeon or some kind of really fancy doctor, maybe. I'm like, well, what if I'm a lawyer? Like lawyers make lots of money. What if I'm a lawyer? And he goes, well, I don't know. Maybe if you're a really good lawyer and like you marry a doctor, maybe you guys could afford it together. And then I switched and I said, well, what if I'm an entrepreneur? And he said, the way that I just completely lit up when I asked that question, he was like, I knew from that age, you were destined to run your own business and do your own thing. So 19 years old, I decided that I was tired of you know working for somebody else. And I didn't really know what it looked like to explore into an entrepreneurship position or run your own business. I had no freaking idea what I was doing. I just knew I had a lot of drive and that I was never, ever, ever going to give up. So I knew that I was going to figure it out. And when I went to school for makeup artistry, I have a very creative, very creative mind, very creative side to me and started kind of getting into the whole thing a lot of doors of opportunity just kept on opening and opening and opening. And the more I trusted myself and just knew that every single time I fell, it was a learning opportunity for something else and a new opportunity. And that's kind of where it all started was in the beauty industry. Ended up opening my first business was in a townhouse that I lived in. It was a tiny little bedroom upstairs, started taking clients from my bedroom. And one of my adorable little French bulldogs ate one of my clients' shoes. I had to literally hand her back $500 because he ruined her shoes. And that was like, all right, it's time to get a space. Got my first space. It was a tiny little space inside a gungy old building right in the middle of the building. Clients failed me because I did marketing very well. That took off, hired a friend that did well. She got busy, hired somebody else, got another room, got another employee, got another room, got another employee. And it kind of just kept on building and growing from there. And then two and a half years ago, we opened up our you know, I guess you would say studio of your dreams, if you will, and was able to scale it to a seven figure level. So started when I was 19. I love that. I love that story about you being in the car with your dad and like, you know, going through all of those traditional forms of work that we think are going to be the key to like, you know, true wealth and success and all of that. So that's so awesome that, I mean, you were able to identify from that age that that's the path you wanted to take, you know, leading into that entrepreneurship. And what I'm really curious to know, because obviously like, now, like mindset is such a massive thing for you and the ongoing success of your business. But when you were 19 and you were first starting out, did you still have an awareness around the importance of mindset as an entrepreneur? I mean, absolutely not to the extent that I do today. Not at all. I did have a mentor. I did hire a business mentor and my dad is an entrepreneur. So I grew up with his guidance in kind of, you know, 
feel that fear and do it anyways. But my dad and I have very different mentalities. He's in his late seventies. Now he's so much older than all of my friends' parents. So his way of thinking is so different than a lot of the things that I grew up with, or even the way that I think my uncle is a multi multi billionaire. Like his businesses are ridiculously successful. So I had his influence in my life as well. But it was, you know, my first actual paid mentor that really kind of opened my eyes to the world of mindset. But, you know, being 19 and so much to go through and so much to learn, I definitely was not exposed to the world of mindset to the capacity that I am now today. And man, if I knew the things I know now when I was 19, I'm sure everybody says that. But yeah, things would have been game changing for sure. Yeah, what I love about all of that is where you mentioned that there were people in your life and around you that you could really like use as models for success to really start to expand your mindset. Oh, if they can do this, if my uncle can be a, like a billionaire, then why can't I type thing? But what would your advice be for anyone who maybe doesn't have those success figures around them to be able to model? How can they start exposing themselves to people or things that might allow them to expand their mindset and see what is actually possible for them? Yeah. So I think one of the things that people need to realize is there's so many resources that are available to you. Obviously, me being a coach and you being a coach, that's the first route that I would suggest to someone is, is to get yourselves a really great mentor and a really great coach. There's so many out there. It's just a matter of finding somebody that you align with, right? When you get on that phone, you feel that energy, you guys click, you guys connect. The same way um, you and I, when we get on calls with potential clients, we're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing us, right? We want to make sure that they're a really good fit for us and that our energy is spent really well with that client. And it's like a, you know, a full heck yes that we want to work with that person. So that would be kind of the first route. If that's something that maybe isn't within your means yet, there's so many free resources as well, like podcasts. There's amazing podcasts. Obviously, if anyone's listening to this, they're listening to your podcast. There's tons of free podcasts out there. There's so many good books. I'm sure you talk a lot about different books out there as well. And there's a lot of different Facebook groups, Facebook groups and communities that you don't necessarily have to pay to be a part of where you can still be around like-minded people that are going to help lift you up and take you to that next level. Mm-hmm. And I think like in today's day and age where we've literally got everything at our fingertips, like it doesn't matter if you don't have someone in your physical life that you can model as a figure of success, because you can go online and you can start networking with these people, or you can literally start tapping into them, right? Like so many great people such as Tony Robbins, like Rob Dial, our mentor, like all of these people. I mean, even Cass, right? She has her own podcast as well. You can be tapping into these success models and just be listening to them and allowing them into your network in that indirect way. Mm-hmm. Now, when you were talking before, you did mention that, you know, there's a lot of things that you know now that you wish you knew when you were 19. So if you would be able to name a few, like what are some of the key sort of lessons or learnings or teachings that you now know that you wish you could tell your 19-year-old self? So I think one of the first things that comes to mind is, well, actually two things right away. The first thing is being self-aware. I had no idea what it meant to be self-aware at all. We hear Rob talk about this all the time. For anyone who doesn't know, Rob Dial is M and my mentor, how we got connected. And he talks about if he could give anyone a superpower, it would be to be incredibly self-aware. And when I first heard that, I will admit, I was like, what does that even mean? I didn't really understand it. But now the journey that I'm on, it's like ingrained in my core that everything I do, I am aware of it. I'm aware of my thoughts. I'm aware of my actions. I'm aware of my behaviors. I'm aware of why I just said the thing that I said. And I didn't like that. I said it. 
And that's coming from where, right? I'm super, super self-aware. Can still get better. Of course, can always get better. But I didn't know what that meant and how that can really frame such a beautiful perspective for you. The other thing is I am such a firm believer now in your entire journey has already happened and you just have to wake up and walk in those footsteps. So many people are resisting two things in their lives because it's like, why is this happening to me? Or, you know, can I fight and resist that? I don't want that to happen. And if I cling to it, or if I try to change it, then it'll just be the way I want it to be. But the more you just like let go and for me, acknowledge that it's already happened. Everything that happened is is happening exactly how it's supposed to. You just got to enjoy the ride. That would have been a huge eye opener for me. And then the last one is when you feel fear or you feel uncomfortable or you feel something that's like, oh, I don't want to step into that territory. That's weird. I've never been there before. That is where the magic happens. Yes. And I'm a big believer in that as well. But the thing that I would love to learn more about from you is you mentioned about self-awareness and how this is like a superpower that we all really need to start tapping into more. So obviously like you've been doing so much work and I've been watching your journey like evolve as well of going through that self-transformation that comes from self-awareness. But how is gaining that like new level of self-awareness for yourself allowed you to transform your business? So I would say, well, I mean, a big realization that happened to me I know you weren't there in person, but one of our virtual events you experienced still was the fact that I kind of go through life or I used to go through life with an armor on and I would automatically assume that it was me against the world and that everyone was out to get me and kind of walked through life with like this armor and almost like I was wearing a bulletproof vest, but nobody had a gun. Nobody was out to hurt me. No one was out to get me, but I was ready to fight. Maybe that's the hockey mentality. Maybe, I don't know, you know, but being self-aware throughout this journey and throughout this process has made me put down that armor and it's made me actually welcome and embrace confrontation, healthy confrontation, healthy communication, communications that I would have avoided before conversations that are uncomfortable. I would have avoided before and really being able to tap into my feminine energy, which is funny that you talk about, you know, the masculine and the feminine forms of me like my whole inside is just like growing with this masculine energy because I've suppressed my feminine energy. But the more that I've been able to tap into what that actually looks like and what that actually means and allow that to come out and allow me to put down that armor and put down that guard and put down that wall and allow these things to come into my life, I've been able to feel more aligned, more connected with my vision. And that's allowed me to have rather than be so in my business all the time and like having my blinders on, it's allowed me to kind of step back and really take perspective on how my employees are feeling, how my clients might be feeling, like not have just my perspective of my businesses, but also like as a whole, what do people feel and think about when they think of CB beauty or they think of Kashal Couture or they think of the CB mindset? I could literally go on all day about it, but it's changed my entire perspective on business and also feeling aligned with your business, which I know you talk a lot about in terms of not letting it completely absorb you and consume you and just run everything about you. Yeah. And this journey of like balancing that feminine and masculine energy is so important because like generally as entrepreneurs, when we first enter this space, we're like, oh my gosh, we have to always work in that masculine space. If we want to like get the results and, you know, like win, win, win and succeed in all of that. 
But what I find is when we're too far stuck in our masculine energy, generally it's because there's fears driving that that are preventing you from like creating that balance between that mask and that femme flow. So how did you really go about creating that balance for yourself? Because obviously you were quite deep into that masculine zone. So how did you bring yourself out of there and create a balance for yourself now to be able to embrace both energies? Yeah. So I definitely had it up. And I think, again, it came from like the sports background for me. I was one of four women in a program of 80 men, four women, 80 men, and fighting for your seat, right? Fighting to prove that I was worth being there. And when I went for that job interview at Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, and there was thousands of people interviewing for it, most of them being men, got hired. Most of the people in my department were men. Most of the people in executive positions were men. And it was constantly that battle of being strong and proving my worth and proving that I deserve to be there. So when I removed myself from that, got into the beauty industry, it was still constantly trying to prove, prove that I was going to be a successful entrepreneur, that women can make it work just as much as men could. So again, if I go back to where I started my like really big dive into mindset was with Rob and with Business Breakthrough and Kaizen and this entire program where I didn't even realize that that was a thing. I didn't realize that I had this wall up. I didn't realize that I had done any of this or that my masculine energy was just like bombarding people when I walked in a room and I can look feminine, but I can walk in and just like, you know, scream with masculine energy. So it's just been a process of a lot, a lot, a lot of journaling, a lot of journaling when I act a certain way and having people like you in my life who call me out on it right? Having people in your circle that aren't afraid to be like, Hey Cass, you know, that's maybe not the best representation of how you wanted to show up in this conversation or how you wanted to show up today. What would it look like if you showed up like this, or if you explored a different Avenue and doing a lot of reflection on what that means. And every single time I feel that masculine energy coming in, being aware, super self-aware to let that down and say, okay, what would it look like if I showed up with more of a feminine energy in this specific situation and just allowing myself the beautiful opportunity of letting that feminine energy come in, it takes a long time. I'm still working on it every day. Something came up for me on the weekend and I had to, you know, check myself again. Cause it was like that ego coming back up, but that's, that's kind of the process with personal development is it's a lifelong journey of growing. Mm-hmm. And generally what I find as well is like every single time you go through a new up level, like an energetic up level or some sort of like growth spurt, you need to refine that balance again. Like, and that's why it is this constant journey because like, if you're not growing, they say, well, they obviously say you're dying if you're not growing, right? If you're not constantly feeling like you're having to pick yourself back up again and reposition things and figure it all out again, then you're not up leveling yourself. So it is a lifelong journey and it's something that I think you get better at learning what works for you as you go through the journey and navigating the struggles and the challenges that do arise. And that's why I love being in a network with people like yourself, because we're able to support each other in those journeys and share our own experiences to help each other like really up level and expand further from there. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, that's another thing that I love about our communities too, you know, just to kind of like double click and echo on what you said is and I think some people really get caught up in this. I don't think I know is that comparison game, right? And everybody has a different journey and everyone's going through things at a different time. And you compare yourself to where somebody else is at. They're older, they're younger. Why am I not there? She should be here. You know, all those types of things, right? She was able to do this in six months. Why haven't I? All of that stuff comes up for you. 
But again, it comes back to me saying that understanding your entire journey has already happened for you. And it's a matter of just accepting it and finding beauty in you're exactly where you're supposed to be. There's nothing wrong with any of it. You just mm-hmm. sit back and enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that whole concept of like the journey is already laid out for you. And like, if you're listening to this and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm stuck in this place right now that just feels unfair. Why is my journey like this? Then you're looking at that challenge and that experience in the wrong way. And it's a matter of you need to, instead of looking at it as why is this happening to me, asking yourself, how is this happening for me? And what is the opportunity that really exists in this experience that I'm in right now? So I Mm -hmm. love that you touched on that there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that can be a really hard one for a lot of people. I know quite a few people in my circle right now, they're going through certain Mm -hmm. things. And I feel almost insensitive saying to them, why is this happening for you? You know, when some pretty, you know, not great things are happening in people's lives and they say, oh, that's so easy for you to say you're not going through it. And it's like, I've been through it too. I've been broken up with. I've had people pass away. I've had been fired from jobs. I've had tons of things like that happen to me before, but there is an opportunity in all of it, in all of it. And the moment that you stop looking at things from a victim perspective And what did I do wrong? And all of these, you know, negative things about the situation and start to focus on the beauty in that moment, because there's beauty in everything that happens, no matter what it is. It's just a, such a freeing and enlightening way to look at life and the opportunities that are in front of you. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. And that sort of like brings me to the next thing that I really wanted to tap into with you. Like while we're still on this topic of energy, Are you ready to shift your mindset, vision, habits, and actions into total alignment with where you want to be in 2022? If you are an entrepreneur or wanting to become an entrepreneur who is ready to break away from the hustle culture and start building your business from a place of spiritual and physical alignment and flow, then I want to connect with you. Okay, I am inviting you to come work with me in 2022 to expand your mindset and all your business to heights that you never imagined possible. If you feel drawn to exploring this next step in your journey with my guidance, then head to the link in this episode description to fill out my work with me form and see what possibilities for spiritual, physical, and material expansion are awaiting for you. Now, guys, if you're listening to this and you know Cass, you can already connect with this. But if you don't know Cass, as soon as you check out check her out on Instagram, you're going to understand. But the energy that Cass embodies is the energy of a savage. So, Cass, why don't you like tap into and explain to us a little bit about this savage energy and this savage mindset that you really go about embodying in everything you do? Mm-hmm. I would love to. <laughs> so, savage for me is. I think it again comes back to kind of the sports perspective and, you know, finding that warrior within you, you know, you're in a scrap in front of the net, you get knocked down seven times on your feet. Well, you get the heck back up. Right. I've been taught that since I was literally three years old, I remember literally breaking my ankle on the ice and my dad was yelling at me from the stands, like, get up. I was like, my ankle's broken. (laughs) But when I bring that into business and not even just business, but in life in general, I just think that For me, being a savage is about what I just said. It's about getting knocked down because you're going to get knocked down a thousand times in life. 
but it's about not looking at it as a failure because in my opinion, you've never really failed unless you quit. So no matter what happens, no matter what happens, it's about getting back up and finding a way to just pick yourself up and continue on again. So that's kind of my approach in life. It's my approach in business is being able to look at what's next. And I truly believe that when I feel that fear, when something's like, oh, like that uncomfortable territory, that's where I thrive. That fuels me like crazy opportunities for growth and opportunities for reflection. So yeah, I mean, when I'm doing my marketing, when I'm doing my social media, and when I'm putting out my messaging out there, do I have a soft, compassionate side? Of course, hundred percent, I'm an empath. But what I want people to realize is I want them to channel that savage energy in them and to realize that, you know, we can decide to stay in that victim mindset, or we can decide that we want more. And I'm not going to allow anybody else to dictate my life. I'm going to create my own path. So it's about allowing other people to realize that, you know, tap into that energy as much as you can of picking yourself back up and continuing to persevere. Because for me, that's what being a savage is all about. Very much about having that like confidence in yourself and that determination and grit, the resilience to like keep on going no matter how many times you get knocked down. So you obviously embody that savage energy so much in your own business and also in your teachings when you're working with other business people. So how could someone start taking the steps towards embodying that energy of a savage themselves as an entrepreneur or even just in their lives? I mean, I know I've already said it a couple of times, but I think it starts with like literally feeling the fear and doing it anyways. And I know that that is people hearing this are probably saying that that is easier said than done. No shit. Everything's easier said than done. Right. But it's about literally feeling that and being like, okay, for example, I used to be terrified of flying, like to the point where I would be heavily medicated to get on a plane. I would have anxiety so bad the night before that I couldn't even sleep, you know, horrible, horrible things. But It was about knowing when I'm feeling that, like that is an opportunity of growth. That's an opportunity for something more. So acknowledging, trying your best to become self-aware of when you're feeling a certain way, why are you feeling that way? And I said it, but I'm going to say it again in terms of, I don't believe that you've ever failed unless you quit. So no matter what happens to you, again, you know, some of the horrible things that can happen in life, as long as you realize that you are going to pick yourself back up, pull your socks back up and continue on going. There's nothing that's going to stop you. And it's really, it comes down to you versus you. One of my buddies just released a clothing line and the brand and the motto is you versus you. And I just love it. Like I just love so much what it embodies because you really are your worst critic. You really are your biggest enemy. The only thing stopping you from what you want in life is usually you comparing yourself to other people or putting up these barriers or stopping yourself from these things that you want to achieve in life. It's you, you're in your own freaking way. Just get out of your way. So I don't know. I can go on all day about savage energy. I get really fired up about it all. (laughs) No, I love that so much. And I love how you brought it back again to that topic of self-awareness. And like when that fear does come up, gain the self-awareness around why that fear exists, how it's, you know, making you act. And like this then links back to that topic of alignment, because I'm such a big believer that when we do experience those fears, it's just these things are being brought to the surface so that we can face them, we can work through them, and then we can be pulled further into alignment with where we're meant to be. And generally, there's like those two responses that people can have. Either the fear comes up and you run away and you know you go in the opposite direction of what you should, or you face that fear, you move through it, and then you put yourself further into alignment with where you're meant to be. So I guess on the topic of alignment as well, like, you know, what does that look like for you? And how does that feel for you when it comes to being a business owner? 
Yeah. I think the biggest way that I can describe it and Emma, I know this is like your wheelhouse and I love that even I'm learning a lot from you about it. But for me, it's like, it's all I can describe it as the feeling in my heart, like the feeling in my chest. And it's like, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about kind of having like psychic abilities. And I truly feel like, you know, some of us, we do have those abilities and anyone listening to this might be like, woo, okay. But truly I do believe that I have a little bit of that tendency. And it's just, it's almost like you feel like you have this path and what happens in life is we get veered off this path, right? And things will happen. People will say things to us and they start to pull us in a different direction. For me, alignment is about getting pulled back to that path, right? That straight path, whatever that looks like for you. And as a child, we're on this beautiful path. And then things happen in life. People start telling us, you're not good enough. You can't do that. You'll never be that. And we start to be like, oh, can I do that? Am I that? She said I was that. And he said I was that. Maybe I am all of those things. And you start to veer off of that path. Alignment is about getting yourself back on that path. And you know, because you just feel unstoppable. You feel so, I don't like to use the word fearless because I don't really believe that anyone is fearless. I just think that people push through their fears, but it's like, you do kind of feel unstoppable. You feel fearless and it's like, nothing can get in your way. And when I feel like that, I'm like, I mean, honestly, I live most of my days feeling a lot like that because I feel so aligned with my purpose. I feel like I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I am grateful every day for everything that's happened in my life and everything that's about to happen in my life. And I don't let all the bullshit come in and affect me. Does it affect me for maybe two seconds? Yes. Then I become self-aware. I check myself and keep on going. Yes. And I love your description of alignment as well, because I think of it the exact same way. Like you have this, I think of it as like this string, right? That's connecting you where your present self to like where you're destined to be, like your highest self essentially. And all the experiences you go through in life are going to like, you know, pull you out of alignment with that string. But then your challenge is to bring yourself back to that central point. And for me, it's about like making sure that your mind, your body, and your soul are all connected to that space. Because when you're talking about the mind, like you're talking about those thoughts that you're thinking, the fears that come up and how that can push you out of alignment. When you're talking about your body, it's like, you know, the actions that you're taking, the energy that you have and your soul is like your vision and your purpose and like your commitment to that as well. So when one of these things is out of alignment, really it's you just being challenged or like, you know, you're going through some sort of growth or expansion that is pulling you out of alignment so that you can grow by pulling yourself back in. So I love how our definitions are so like interconnected there. Yeah. And I mean, it kind of is one of those things that Although, you know, you could look up alignment and there's a definition, it is also open to people's interpretation of what that means to you, right? But I mean, I definitely agree with a lot of that. And I had that experience I shared with you on the weekend where, you know, to make a long story short, my body was screaming at me to slow down. And I had my blinders on because I was so focused on certain things in my business that I just kept on pushing, pushing, pushing. But I was not aligned, right? Like my body was telling me, hey, you're not taking care of me the way that you need to. And my mind was telling me, you're not taking care of me the way that you need to. I hadn't been doing my meditation every day. I hadn't been doing my journaling as much as I normally do. I hadn't been doing my affirmations in the morning. I have affirmations that are written out on my mirror. I say them to myself. I change them all the time, but I say them to myself every day. I hadn't been doing that. And I started to become unaligned and I felt it. And my body literally was like, uh-uh, we're not going to let you keep going anymore. We're going to scream at you that it's time to stop because you need to check yourself and get back on your path here. 
What I love about all of that is it literally all just links back to that topic of self-awareness that you were talking about. When you lose that self-awareness about where your mind, your body, your soul, where all of it is at, that's when you do fall out of alignment. And like, as you know, I've been in that exact same place as well, like ending up in hospital thinking I'm having like a heart attack because I wasn't in alignment in like my mindset or the action that I was taking, like my fears were driving my actions, which were causing me to disregard how my body was feeling and then eventually leading to that burnout. So as coaches, like we obviously aim to guide people to avoid those sort of situations from happening, right? Learning from our experiences. So in saying that then, like anyone who might be out there and sort of like you know, falling into that place of being out of alignment and and starting to feel the negative health effects of that, what would your advice be for them to really start to turn around so they don't need to hit that like breaking point like we've experienced ourselves? Yeah, this is a really great question. And it is something that I help my clients a lot with in one regard. So I'm going to talk about this from kind of two different perspectives. So I help my clients, a lot of them with structure, time management, organization, productivity in their businesses, right? That's something that I'm very good at, but it also comes with like a very type A, like regimen and structured and discipline. And this is what you need to do at this time in order to achieve this. Like it's very, you know, structured. So it's funny how, you know, you can teach this to someone and I'm very good at that in my own business but almost like to a fault where I wasn't really allowing myself enough freedom. And I had the realization last week, I'm a workaholic, but I'm also addicted to stress. You know, being a workaholic is one thing. And I, I'm not really embarrassed to say that the way someone who's like an alcoholic would say, I'm kind of like proud of it. I'm like, yeah, I'm a workaholic, but I am addicted to stress. And when I pause to really reflect on what that meant, it's like, well, that's not such a great thing. So the biggest thing that I could tell someone in that situation, because I just went through it is It is okay for you to stop. It's okay for you to rest. It's okay for you to sleep all day if you need to, right? Like you have to put your body first and know that your goals are still going to be there. Maybe you have to adjust the timeline a little bit, but you also have to put yourself first. And when you truly, truly, truly have balance in your life, and my life is running three businesses and thinking that I have balance, it's like, When you truly have balance in your life and you're getting proper sleep and you're getting proper nutrition, I work out six days a week. And guess what? I take one day off a week because my body needs that rest. Why was I not giving my mind the rest that it needed? Why was I grinding, grinding, grinding? When I know from a sports perspective, in order to grow my muscle, it needs a rest day. Why was I not doing that with my brain? Why was I not allowing my brain that day of rest to grow and to relax and recuperate? So letting people know that your goals and your ambitions are also going to be there but you have to take care of yourself first and it's okay to rest. Mm-hmm. And I love how you've come to that awareness of, yeah, you are a workaholic and yeah, you are a bit addicted to stress. And again, it like by having that awareness, you're able to start to work around it. And I think that there is nothing wrong with being a workaholic. You know, if that's what you're passionate about and if that's what fuels you, then lean into that. But what I'm a huge advocate for is making sure that when you are leaning into that sort of like intense action or that massive drive that you are being conscious of, you know, making sure that you are in alignment in the approach that you're taking. Because the last thing that we want to see happening is, you know, entrepreneurs burning out or starting to resent what they're doing, becoming unfulfilled or like, you know, as you've experienced and I've experienced being hospitalized, you know, because you've pushed yourself too far because you've been ignoring different signs. So I love the whole awareness you've brought around that. And I'm sure that that's going to help so many people in their journeys as well. 
something I do want to dive into because you mentioned it yourself and I know you're the queen of like structure, time management, organizations and systems in business. And clearly whatever you're doing is working because I mean, hey, like you've built a six-figure coaching business for yourself in the past 12 months and you've built a seven-figure business alongside of that as well. So what do you think, you know, what are some of the best tips that you could give our listeners today on that area of structure, time management, organization and systems and how they can start prioritizing this more in their businesses? Mm -hmm. I absolutely love this. (laughs) This is a conversation I could have all day. So one of the biggest things that I have come to realize around this conversation is that people have beautiful intentions, beautiful intentions, right? We want to make a certain amount of money in our business, or we have certain goals in our business, or a really easy example to relate it back to is losing weight, right? We're approaching the new year. People want to lose weight for the new year. They have these new goals kicking off January. But then what happens is a week or two weeks into the new year or into these new goals or into these new habits, we fall back into our old habits and we fall back into our own patterns. There's a number of reasons why that happens. We could talk about habits in a completely different episode, but one of the biggest things is people have great intentions, right? I want to lose weight. I want to make this amount of money in my business. I want to launch this new program. I want to hire a new client or great, great, great intentions, but they are not intentional about executing on what that even means. So time management becomes around not just setting a goal. That goal is going to stay a dream unless you put it in a plan. So putting action towards the things that you're saying, the things that you're aspiring to do and being intentional about that, right? We could talk about smart goals. So taking a goal from, I want to lose weight. Well, if you lost a pound, you lost weight to how much do you actually want to lose? And what are you going to do to actually lose that? And when do you want to lose it by? And then, you know, what is the action item from that goal? And that's a part that so many people miss is they don't break it down into the tiny little action items. It becomes such an overwhelming goal. But if you break it down into a small little action item of, hey, I just have to send this one email. And guess what? That's actually moving the needle towards achieving that goal. But they become so overwhelmed with this massive goal that they don't take action towards actually achieving it. So going from having great attentions to being really, really, really intentional is like the key starting point to the whole time management and productivity topic. I love that. It's so important that you did highlight like intention based action, because like this is what I call aligned action. It's action that is like directly connected to that outcome that you want to be getting for yourself. So how could someone start going about figuring out what is this intentional action they need to be pairing with their goals and implementing these sorts of things in their business? Yeah. So I think it starts with breaking it down. So we talk about macro, mesocycle, and microcycle goals from a sports perspective. Your macro goals are like, you know, that big thing that you want to achieve. Like if you think of yourself a year from now in your business, what is it that you want to look back on and be like, yes, I achieved this, right? That big thing. That's the thing that drives us. That's the thing that we're like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm super, super excited about. I'm not excited about the presentation I have to create tomorrow or the emails that I have to send right now or any of that small granular stuff, right? You're fired up about the dream, the vision, the year from now goals. But what people lack the ability to do sometimes is break that down into your action items. So, you know, what would it actually take? What would, in order to reach this goal a year from now, what would I have to do in, and one of the best ways to do it is working backwards. So starting at that goal and saying, okay, well, what would I have to do in December if I want that by January? What would I have to do in November if I want that by January? 
working backwards so that you can set monthly goals, which we call our mesocycle goals. And then within those monthly goals is looking at them and saying, okay, what would I have to do this week in order to reach that goal in the month? And then from that, it's like, well, what is the really small little thing I got to do today to help me reach that goal by the end of the week? So that's what my schedule kind of looks like. It's a whole bunch of little tiny action items. But when I look at the end of my week, I've been really successful and productive in moving the needle in my business because I've done all the little things. And I know that at the end of the year, I'm going to have hit that goal because I was able to look at all those little action items. So getting really clear and obviously working with coaches and mentors can really, really help people with that. A lot of people struggle with goal setting. And I know it's something you do really well is help people with goal setting. But a lot of people struggle with that. They have that vision, but they don't know what it looks like to break that down into the smaller action items. And sometimes you need an outside perspective to help you with that. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And just a couple of episodes ago as well, like I was talking all about how in order to achieve your goals, like you really need to be turning your actions into habits, like by creating habits around these things that you're doing, that's what's going to lead to the success in the long run. So I love that you brought up that topic of habits there. And it is literally a conversation that we could go on for absolute hours. And as we sort of start to approach the end of today's episode, there's a couple of questions that I did want to tap into still. The first is obviously, you know, you've gone from being just a six-figure business owner to being a seven-figure business owner, which is an absolutely insane accomplishment. And I know that just around the corner for you in your coaching business, you're going to have yet another seven-figure business for yourself. But from your experience, like what are the most important shifts or pillars that a business owner or entrepreneur really needs to have or implement in order to support their business turning into a seven-figure one? Mm-hmm. Again, another question that I love. So a few things. One of the biggest things that helped me scale were systems, which you know I could kind of go all day about that. But for anyone who doesn't really know what that means, like what that kind of means is, you know, all of the really small granular things that you do that are eating up so much of your time, like the little things, you know, have to send out a contract or I forgot to reply to this person, or I have to go back and I have to change this or just like the little things that you have to do in your business. Or maybe if you're in a sales business, trying to track your leads and you lose track of your leads because you don't have a proper system to manage them. So from a marketing perspective, if I put on my marketing hat for a second, like there's so much that we can do in the marketing space and we lose track of that because we don't have systems to track things for us. So systems will really help you scale your business. Another thing is a team, right? We are one person. We have 24 hours in a day. So, and um, you and I are learning this even as we're growing our coaching businesses and we're at the point where it's like, we really need more hands in our business. So identifying what that looks like, what is that next role that we could have somebody step into? And as a business owner, it's really damn hard because you're like, well, I just want to clone myself. They're not going to do it as well as I do, or they're never going to be me. No shit. They're not going to be you. If they were you, then they would be running their own business, not working for you. But you know, we have to let go of that control and do our best job to have a process and a workflow to train our staff and our team so that they can do the job to their best of their abilities, be a great leader for them, but also let go of the control and trust that they can handle it and step into that role. And then one of the last things too that I'll say around this, because again, I could talk all day about it, is really being productive in your business rather than being busy. So a lot of business owners will, you probably hear this all the time, oh, I'm just busy. I'm busy all day. I'm just, you know, those people that they're constantly busy and you're like, well, why are they not really doing anything? Like every time I talk to you, you're like on a call or you're with somebody, but like, I don't really see you doing much. You don't have many results to show for it. 
it's because they're busy, right? They're doing all these things that are wasting time. They're not actually moving the needle in their business. So the second they can become aware of where they're wasting their time and their bad habits and becoming productive and intentional with their time, most actions that I take, they're productive. They're productive things that are helping me grow my business, become a better person, become healthier, you know, all of these things to become better rather than wasting time being busy and feeling like I'm doing something, but I'm not really doing anything. What I love about each of those three points that you shared with the systems, the outsourcing and the productivity, like when you're looking at the outsourcing and having to lean into trust more that, you know, you can hand over these responsibilities. And even when you're looking at that productivity aspect of no longer just being busy and actually being productive, again, it comes back to having the right systems. You know, when you have the right systems to be able to train and like lead your team, then you don't need to worry about that aspect of, well, what if they don't do good enough? Because you're teaching them exactly what you do. So then they can do better as well. And then same with the productivity, like having systems in place to help you figure out, okay, well, what is actually my intentional actions that I need to be taking? so that you can start taking more of them. So I love how all of that like really interconnects together. And I guess like one of the things that I do really want to ask you, which is something that I ask a lot of my guests that come on the podcast. And what Uh I love about this is everyone (laughs) always has their own sort of their own unique thing to add. But what would the final piece of empowering advice that you would love to leave our listeners today? Like what would that one thing be? I feel like I've said it a lot, but I feel like I always say this because it's kind of like my motto. It's like, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And it's Mm -hmm. something that I say to people all the time is you cannot rely on other people to do it for you, right? Nobody is coming to save you. Nobody is going to hand you this business that you want and wrap it up in a bow and deliver it to your doorstep and be like, here you go, Emily, here's the business of your dreams. You're welcome, you know, from Santa. Like that doesn't happen. That's not real life. So I think it's a matter of knowing that if it's meant to be, it's up to me being resourceful. Mm. You know, we can have questions, but rather than waiting for someone to give us all the answers, go find them yourself. You know, it's up to you. So if you want to succeed in business, it's about relying on yourself, being resourceful, figuring it out and having that drive the discipline and the desire to want more. Mm. You can have a life of mediocrity if you want a life of mediocrity. But I know that I'm destined for something more. And anyone who knows that they're destined for something more, they're going to figure it out. We're resourceful. I love that so much. Such a powerful note to like really start to lean into, you know. And what I would love to hear from you as well is if anyone who has been listening to this podcast today and have been absolutely loving what you've been sharing with them, where can they continue to follow you, tap into you, learn from you? And how can they be doing that also? So the best way is probably through Instagram. So at the .cb.mindset, I'm sure you'll share it in the show notes. That's where I do a lot of my conversations and a lot of my marketing. And I focus a lot of my efforts on obviously the Business Savage Academy, which is something that is a community of entrepreneurs from all over the world, a program that we walk entrepreneurs through from developing the mindset of a CEO to understanding your niche, to identifying your vision and your values, to developing time management skills and habits for success to the marketing, to the sales, to the outsourcing, to the systems, it's all of it. So that's where I like to work with people a lot. Now I do do one-on-one coaching, but again, very selective over who I work with to make sure that it's aligned for my energy and for theirs. So the Business Savage community is probably the best way to get a lot of my energy. I love that. And guys, like I literally always say, I want to be like Cass when I grow up because 
She's just such a powerful woman and like definitely a role model that, you know, if you're new to entrepreneurship or, you know, maybe if you're a female and you've been feeling like there's no strong, powerful women figures in your life that you can gain inspo from, then go and follow Cass. I'll put her Instagram in the episode description because guys, she's an absolute powerhouse. She's an absolute savage. And I like to think that she's my Canadian big sister because I don't actually have a big sister myself. I am the big sister. So definitely start tapping into her. And Cass, I'm so grateful that you took the time today to come on this podcast and chat with me. I always get so much value from talking to you. Girl, you know you have a place in Toronto if you ever come here. I'm 100% your big sister. I love when you say that. I just It makes my heart so happy to hear that because I look up to you. Like I see a lot of the things that you're doing and the, you know, the way that you speak and the way that you hold yourself and present yourself. And I just think that it's so admirable. I feel like I'm like 10 years older than you and I look up to you as well. So I just think it's important for strong women to keep empowering strong women. So thank you for having me here. Well, I love being on this journey with you. And honestly, I can't wait until we're both seven figure coaching business owners, which is literally a matter of like a year or two away for you a year. I'm pushing for a year, but like, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But again, thank you for coming on and chatting with me today. It's been absolutely amazing. And guys, go tap into Cass. Keep learning from her, following her journey. And I'm sure you're all going to go so far in your businesses. So thanks for tuning into this episode, everybody. And we will speak to you more very, very soon. So that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories, tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all for me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.